Soul Space here with Casey and Bryant as we indulge in life's works, life's love, and life's space. That's right. Welcome, here. welcome, welcome. Here we Finally. are. <laughs> Doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> what were we currently talking about, Miss Casey? Well, um... <laughs> I was just talking about the first time that I learned about crop circles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I've always wanted to visit one ever since, but why do they, it's weird how they happen in, mostly in Britain, I guess. Anyway. Um, Is it what they're growing? Again, um, they they show up, as I was saying, they show up in the the monocultures, the maize. But I think that the hemp has, uh, like, this... Supposedly, hemp is electromagnetic, like, this electroconducive plant. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you break it down... Yeah, I mean... Like, the rope and the materials that you can use for hemp, it can get all the way down to uh, serving as an electromagnetic or an electric current in some capacity, like a wire. Yeah, well, it it literally is a communication. Right. Like plant, and I think that the frequency that the cannabis plant in of itself <sighs> gives out is um, is one that attracts the the cymatic communication, which is the crop circles. <clears throat> it's like this. Well, circle. it uses light to mm. communicate, also. Very interesting. Do you think? Do you think that this is a good question? Here's the glitter from yesterday. So I put it to you and then see me put that there. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey and I, we went to to a sunflower field. And as we were kind of going through the sunflower field, we discovered a sunflower that was decorated in uh, gold glitter. It was all over it's the place. It's covered in gold glitter. It was, it was kind of great, actually. Uh, but Casey, with her adventures demeanor decides to just kind of I would agree it was very youthful it was funny it was funny but Casey decided to just it was on the ground and Casey decided to kind of like dig in the ground and like play with I wanted to well I really actually wanted we were taking pictures (laughs) right in the beautiful sunflowers that went on for a while Mm -hmm. and like there was glitter on one and so I was gonna throw it up and then I thought no, yeah. <laughs> please don't throw up somebody's strange glitter from the ground. That would not be good after I and thought whatever. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I put yeah. it back. <laughs> but I was going to say that with the light, would you... It's a thought experiment, almost a thought experiment. Imagine some type of UFO or some type of communication. Not even a UFO, but just a light from somewhere out of space coming down and actually shaping the crop circle so the crop circle it is is, a light oh really yeah but is it from yeah uh, ufo or is it from space where's the well i mean i think it's probably just a matter of of perspective at at a certain is the light already the shape of it's actually like a sphere they've said the people who have witnessed this happen say that there's like this glowing sphere that's probably what it is but it's basically just like a ball of light, mm. white light, usually. That's like 
moving around really fast and then disappears basically and then like the next thing they know they see this incredible like crop circle design um and the one i was talking about i really need to show you the picture of it i need to get um but it's like we sent out a signal from a radio um antenna and it asked like it or it said this is where we are in the universe like we're the ninth planet out and it was like this diagram this is what our dna looks like this is the form of communication we we're using this is our mathematics and it was all this like thing like the specs yeah mm-hmm. and they send it out through a radio telescope though and then at some point they got this response back in like a crop circle formation but it was actually like a a, a rectangle Oh, that's interesting. What and if it had it's like all the ref- information. What if it's a refractive, a refraction of light from our consciousness? Meaning, what if it's us in the future? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that. It kind of feels that way because it was like well, and it was like it just felt that way. Except for they did. Then they sent this like picture of what we call on earth a gray like you know with a big head that like it's skinny the bottom chin pointy chin uh and yes um and it was like next to this uh other crop circle that they decoded into a link and it actually says like basically beware of those who bring you false knowledge this that and the other um and so anyway it's mm. just like talk about direct communication yeah, it's pretty direct but it is kind of interesting that it's coming from <coughs> europe in that europe is a right i don't know because it is a lot of crop circles supposedly like in switzerland and like the netherlands they're all like over the world all over. Um, well i mean like in europe for sure but like, mostly uh, a greater concentration of it <clears throat> Especially like most recently, and it sometimes it kind of gets into like conspiracy theory, but to not get into that, but to keep it real, like make it accepted as a reality. Um, what if another question? What if aliens or extraterrestrials, or as Carolyn, I think her name is Corey, Carolyn Corey suggests, ultra terrestrials yes it's really good what if ultra terrestrials supposedly the definition of ultra terrestrial is carolyn uh corey is the lady that directed the documentary uh super superhuman yeah invisible the one i sent you she says that ultra terrestrials are aliens or extraterrestrials here on earth and that can not only exists here in this space, but also multi-dimensional. Oh yeah, well they say yeah. So she's labeling what is what it what really exists around us right now, right. in other dimensions. Yes. Yeah. So Carolyn Corey is PhD. <clears throat> yeah. Studies, <clears throat> and she has the documentary. But she she pronounced. She she coined the term ultra terrestrial, yeah, which right I like that too. <clears throat> but what what if these ultra terrestrials? Let's say it does exist. 
how do or how can ultra terrestrials uh, exist within like almost like a love frequency I guess well, I would I think, have to say frequency. Oh, when I think I they speak only do actually. Do you think they're certain... delivered? Do you think that light, that shape in the crop circles, the Merkaba, is a symbolism of the love, of love or something like that? Because it's really, not, it's kind of like it's fucking cool. It's always cool. It's like, damn. Well, see, this is like, a thing. Like, what is that? Like, it looks like your ring. What is this? Yeah, it's this uh, flower mm. of life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually do believe that, like, the universal law of the universe is love. And the more sort of, like, I guess you could say, like, highly evolved, but that doesn't really, the words don't suffice. It's, like, more awareness of, of, of consciousness, because consciousness is just there, right? Mm-hmm. So really what's evolving is our awareness of the fullness of it right and so at that point it's like you've got these folks let's say who maybe have lighter bodies and like are able to move interdimensionally because i really think that if the structure of the universe it just makes sense because otherwise how could like unconditional love means being able to learn by whatever means necessary Mm. meaning that like even though that which we think of as evil or like morally bad is Mm. just like a way of learning and knowing like all the potential of life and it's allowable Mm -hmm. and so that's quite that's quite a type of love you know and so like to allow that like the most heinous things can also be present you know that which would we would think of as heinous you know and so like i think that that must be the structure thing and so now if you're getting to like a highly evolved we might say like being one of these like ultra terrestrials who is like really not going to interfere with how we in our level of consciousness need to need to walk our path but um if it is like a danger to all life across the universe then there might be interference like that's the one exception that you can actually and i feel like that's where like military stories come in all these things about like bombs deactivating have you heard of that? Mm-mm, I'm not. I'm not yeah. Really so, like, since basically the atomic bomb was like, it's a oh, pulse, right? Whoa. That goes out into the universe. Mm. And so that's going to let you know okay. exactly where you are. Coordinates. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, this planet is this advanced technologically this, and this advanced to spiritually. Yeah, to communicate this. And so it's like. Okay. Yeah, I also heard that just like uh, one gives uh, almost reverence to aliens building the pyramids, I think it's also, I think I've also heard that aliens help give like Oppenheimer or uh, maybe even Einstein, this, this, the, 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 
the information to put yeah. this thing together or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess. Like the visions or the premonitions of, a, I think it was a mush, supposedly a mushroom. Oh, no, it was Nostradamus mm. that predicted this mushroom cloud. Oh, gotcha. Is what that was. Yeah. Nostradamus predicted that for sure. <clears throat> I don't know what quadrant, because, you know, Nostradamus wrote his predictions in, or his premonitions in quadrants. Yeah. Like these three, not poems, but these three lines stand, these three lines stand, kind of like these three stanzas. It's like poetry, but not. Like almost him like taking like little notes of each premonition of what he can remember. Right. And put succinctly. Mm. So he has like I think it's a total of twenty one quadrants, I believe. Hmm. Okay. And they're like just like these three line stanzas of maybe some of them do sound like poetry. It's like yeah. But some of them is just like um, but it, they're predictions and premonitions that he documented in Astrodomus and <clears throat> One was the mushroom cloud. So that's the atomic bomb. Right. Uh, supposedly, the Nostradamus is definitely uh, one of the individuals that had connection to the extraterrestrial information in some type Oh, it's just like capacity. a timelessness. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically, once you get past, once we can learn to really work in the 4D, four-dimensional world, which we're doing more and more, like mm-hmm. with... Even working remotely or working globally, and like it's like because like it's actually a different time on the other end of the world, right? But we're actually it's actually the same time. <laughs> yeah, everybody's on the same planet. It's just it's the same night space. and day. <laughs> it's like the same space, different time. So, oh well, actually, you're the same space it's and the same, same time. Yeah, yeah, it is totally. Really. I mean, like if you think about the, I guess the Earth. But it's also not. That's the paradigm. <laughs> it's really quantum, like yeah. Mm. And so once we're getting into that like state of our <laughs> consciousness in a global sort of connective space, then like we really can like learn how to you know like work together in a way that's like now we're starting to be able to manipulate because our minds are getting used to it. we get past the fourth dimension oh yeah the fourth dimension. oh which saturn now saturn's coming into the picture mm-hmm. hmm. i like that that's good that's chronos again um yeah yeah that's <clears throat> definitely saturn interjecting and to even uh to kind of mention the, the ambient the ambient environment with that bridge whereas the fourth dimension is a bridge dimension 
to another dimension. So <clears throat> I think certain dimensions intertwine at certain points, like four, um, 16, you know, like the dimensions where it becomes entangled, yeah. more entangled. Um, and the fourth dimension is one that leads to, of course, the fifth dimension. But the fourth dimension is like an ambient um, era. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yes. then the dark ages kind of subsides in its like light, even in the consciously, physically in the sky, etc. But the fourth dimension, that's a good parallel all the way down to the microcosm of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But the macro would definitely be um, that ambient period in human humanity, really. Like human species, like the species or societal. <clears throat> and I think that's more of a... And it, I guess on a macro level, from a 4D perspective or using a 4D lens, um, I think that back to the cinematic communication and the connection to um, ultra terrestrials and determining um, if the frequency that they're communicating on is love totally. So the fourth dimension is a dimension of love. Right. right. You know, so it leads to a love dimension, which would be the fifth, the dimension, fifth dimension, ultimately. Right. And above, basically, right. <clears throat> so to speak. Um, so there's a huge density of purgatory and love yeah. going on within the fourth dimension. So that's yes, the quantum. So totally. So there's that, plus this, this ambience. But <laughs> we as saying? humans actually can manipulate that yeah, and that's, that's where we exist. actually where we do exactly and mm-hmm. like i think that the i feel actually that like the the sort of like patriarchy that has formed over the last like five thousand years and mm-hmm. the colonialism and the like structural is was useful but now is not serving us because it's interfering it was the 3d so it's interfering with our ability to do things in a 40 way that like I think the indigenous folks actually were really already in a four dimensional mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. because it's like timelessness basically. Yes. So when you're living in the four dimensional it feels like timelessness in a sense. It's mm-hmm. just like presence and like the knowledge is like with the geography and the like people and the earth and like everywhere you are you know you have this like knowledge just thinking about weed too <laughs> um and you can just be yeah you can just be exactly where you are you know I think I want to be there I want to live there where? In the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you get to the fourth? What, what is, what would be getting to the fourth? What's existence in the fourth I mean, it's already dimension? here. What does that the, mean? The part is just like, I think there are some things that can help free us from the need to 
have the 3D. Well, let me ask you this question. For uh, a listener that doesn't is not familiar with the fourth dimension, how can a person that's not familiar with identifying if they're in a fourth dimension or a third dimension 3D or even a fifth dimension, how can they, one, identify if they're in a fourth dimension? Because a 3D dimension is obviously like things touching. It's also like, like I've got to be at work by nine. <clears throat> I've got to be, I've got to eat at 12. Colonial I've got to go to sleep at 9 p.m. The constrictions. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I've got to work out at this time instead of like, no, I need to work out right now. Or I need to take a walk or I need to make some food. Mm. I need to like take a nap, you know, mm. that's the difference, I think. And actually, there was a chapter in this book called Einstein's Dreams, which is mm. a great little book. I highly recommend it. I forget who it's by right now. Um, but it's all every chapter is the, about like how time can be perceived differently. And one of the chapters is kind of like in this world, they go to sleep at this time and they like um, eat lunch at this time and they like wake up at this time and go to work at this time. But come sit on me first. I was saying that um, I want to live in a world where I get to eat when I'm hungry and fall asleep when I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll be constrained. Yeah. Or constricted. Mm-hmm. Responding to to love, yeah, your love frequency, like this knowing. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's like a knowing, like oh, this is what I need like to do. Like a certainty. Mm-hmm.
still doing like you said but they're still they're like actually talking too and so the sound right so yeah they're so communicating that that kind of, but they're connected in such an integral way to their surroundings oh that's right I, and I that's agree. why i was saying like i wonder if how do we get to a like place where so I feel like it would like, I think that's the, to, um, the inverse of almost not inverse but kind of a more embrace of what I'm saying it sounds yeah. it's like okay well dolphins communicate with a sound there's a sound that's constantly happening thus the connection mm-hmm. but it's probably a sound that they embrace the harmony right it's tone it's more tonal I mean, you know we've had that discussion about like mm. more advanced. i don't know if you would call it higher maybe dimensional being more tonal because it's mm-hmm. less about describing the thing that you're talking about and more about um feel that we're feeling we know we're connected Mm-hmm. And this is the sound that is being like that comes out, you know, like during sex. Like so there's just like sounds that come out, or mm-hmm. don't, you know, mm-hmm. um, because that's like a form of presence. I think that yeah. animals it's, have, for example, with their language, you know, they're yes. so an animal like, is not wearing clothes. Ha ha ha! Laughter yeah. yes. is a good is a good one. Does an animal laugh? Mm-hmm. Animals laugh. Yeah. I think that I mean I've definitely seen animals play and have fun. Especially like chimps. Is and it monkeys. is it so a dog. How does a Dogs. dog that's a laugh? Yeah, they have like a certain um I feel like it's like a wag of a tail. And a wag of a tail. You know, like this. But yeah. you can see the smile. I was, the smile. I was personifying. Yeah, yeah. But I like what you're doing, though, by just being like, what is the sign of happiness yeah. for a dog? Yeah. Right, yeah. Smile. Definitely a wag of a tail. Yeah, Definitely I would think a wag, a wag of a tail. tail. Yeah. So, okay. So a dog um, expressing it, itself. Um, this is nonverbal at this point. Which, I guess the scientific state of sound does prove that maybe a wag of a tail does have an actual sound. Maybe we can't, we can't hear it, but the dog could probably hear another dog's tail wag. Probably. Yeah, it probably really gives point. off a sound, right? Um, yeah. So that would then be the embrace of the... And to almost measure, I guess... To kind of get into, I guess, a deeper, the deeper aspect of sound, and if sound truly has an impact, and it has to, because sound is the creation. So, yeah, the sound is the actual creation. It's movement. Yeah, it's the it's vibration. So, it is, but that's so. I'm suggesting, which I didn't say. I'm suggesting that 
the sound of the of speak, the sound of speak speaking any language Verbal. <laughs> is a like well, words, speak. words, yeah, words, yes, yes. not speak, not uh, not laughter, uh, and sobbing, yeah. things like this. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, yes. Um, but words. I agree. That would be like, yeah, yeah, totally. I think that I guess that's totally narrowing it down. Right. That that's almost striking mm-hmm. it right at what the core of what I'm suggesting, and that the the sound of words spells. A huge distraction. They're an illusion. It's an illusion to yeah. actually doing what but your mind one that is. We've created. So, so there is an, an inner voice, voice, though. So there is an inner sound. Right. There's an inner sound. You know what I mean? That I guess you would compare it to or paraphrase it. It's synonymous to an inner voice. But it can be an inner voice, it can be an inner. Um, tune it could be an inner which it doesn't have to include a voice because you're now making beats in your head like that's mm. not a that's not a that's not a word you know. try texting <laughs> <laughs> that'd be tough <laughs> record right try texting <laughs> so it's an inner tune an inner tone an inner sound overall so their inner sound which I would say is is the mind the inner sound is the mind but see i'm having in this conversation i have to use my i well in this experience like take conversation out (laughs) in this experience (laughs) i i'm forced to not forced but i acquiesce to words and and quote-unquote conversation yeah to convey exactly what I, what I, what my sound, my inner sound is. You suggesting. are using sound, actually, in your like delivery and mm-hmm. the way you're spacing the words. That's all part of communication too. Mm-hmm. Like that is actually like a very important part of communication. You know, it's not just about like the words that were said. It's about like the way in which they were said. And that's a lot of what's, like, being communicated as well. So I think there is this, like, confusion or conflation, maybe, of of humans, of those two things. Of, like, the words and the sound. Because before the words, we had the sound. Have you seen Rampage? No, I haven't. Uh, It's uh, a movie. And there's this like giant gorilla, and he communicates. He's showing how like um, I think I don't know if I know chimps can communicate incredibly well, like through sign language. Mm-hmm. And they, when they're speaking, they use their body and they use their like grunts, and they like have. You can definitely see their laughter, but it's not. We have a voice, like you know, and like. Rhythmic sound. Yeah. And because of that, we can make music. Rhythmic sound. um, And we can tell just by the tone of the music if it's happy, if it's sad, if it's exciting, if it's a child's song, you know, like if it's a country music song. Mm -hmm. All these different things, you know, 
so. animals I don't think um, vibrate with or same. resonate. Yeah. They so have incredible sound, sacred sound resignation would be something interesting to think about and study. But, uh, yeah, I like what you just, how you just enter and in, in, introduce. In that, but, like, yeah, the way that we defined the first word that came out and sound. said, I am probably or something, you know, yeah. was like. Like, huh? Oh, like the Planet of the Apes movie as well, when oh. the ape speaks and I don't know who yeah probably the protagonist right. and he's like whoa the doctor he's like I knew you was about yeah. to get to this but whoa you know the actual experience which is what I'm suggesting so it's the sound that in the movie it would be the, the actual sound at that point because the word we already know I am but to hear it from an ape and we have to come up with words for those sounds like right fuck or cool right we're coming up with <laughs> like for that sound instead message. of like the we don't need, we don't remember mm. the sound anymore for that mm. like we don't remember the sound for that's fucking badass <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. mm. now it's like the words with the sound in there do we remember it though does it stick to our without resonate, the well i mean with good like point. a subconscious maybe i mean tune. without the without the word and though. then starts to or continues to then shape that inner sound yeah I, so I, I, like I are we are we actually capable of hearing what the wag of a tail on a dog we probably are capable of hearing it right or is it an inner sound resonance from the subconscious that allows you to identify that that something happening mm. that something that associates with happiness right <clears throat> so i think that yeah we can't hear the dog Wagging his tail, but it looks, seems, based on the experience, it seems like it would be a, a happy moment for it. And so we must then, like throughout exist, if that, if you can find it between one other animal, hmm. then why wouldn't it be universal, so to speak? That like, you have sound. basically that everything, exp- like that, Life experiences these, um, well, we've anthropomorphized it as, like, happy. Mm-hmm. But, like, that vibration of happy is something that, like, life experiences. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's magical, what you're saying. Yeah. And for that matter, like, anger or tragedy or sadness or um, fear, even, and it's just like, and love, and I guess that would be magic. Yeah, the magic. <laughs> you know, that would be that would be. No, can continue. I'm sorry. No, I just I just feel like, if that's the case, then. We do actually communicate with everything. We may not be able to stand in front of it and have a conversation like you and I can. But, like, we do, like, know if that bear is angry, you know? And, like, angry or we know. Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? totally, yeah. And 
we would only know that because of our own knowing of what that feels like for us. Probably the so connection. How, it's probably the connection. So you don't have to know what like know a dolphin a tree is, is saying is to know that what they're saying. You know, is what I'm saying. A tree, I think you would see it's as like healthy. I think happy does have to do with, you know, your state of health. Mm-hmm. And, like, your ability to feel present. I think trees are fairly, like, maybe it's a vibration, you know? Maybe it's something that can't be necessary. That's what I'm saying, is, like, you can feel it. You have to go up to it and, like, hold it. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm suggesting about words. In that, maybe what a tree is saying... (laughs) <laughs> Without even saying it, just through existence, through vibration. Because a tree does have a sound mm. right, that we can hear and understand if it crashes. But without actually using words, uh, words or a language, <laughs> essentially just actually being, it's like a tree is a being right. of happiness mm-hmm. because it it's pretty rooted, you know what I mean? So it's some trees. Can you see a tree smile? Not carved in. No, but I think that there's a way. <laughs> but does a tree smile? Mm, I think this goes back to your what you were saying about like a tree is a smile. Yeah, I mean? like not translating directly to. The same anthropomorphic <laughs> lips on a tree, but uh, but the expression of happiness. And so yeah, if you're saying oh, trees, I mean it's yeah. and trees a smile. Mm. There's a reason that people hug trees. Mm. I actually been wanting to hug trees. Do you know any? Oh, yeah, we can. We're definitely going. I'm taking a walk because I need to show you like this foliage that's like uh, foliage that's like the trees on the. Where there's the elementary school that I went to, Scenic Hills Elementary up there. The hill, the tree line is beautiful. Mm. It's like incredibly beautiful and colorful. So, yeah, we're going to go for sure. Very good call. A tree is a smile, and it probably is always a smile. (laughs) Even (laughs) burning, it probably is. Right. Right. Um, Does it say? You know, and I guess that's that, yeah. Anthropomorphic or the personification of the way things communicate. Uh, Because we are homo sapiens, a tree isn't really necessarily in the mammal kingdom. But it communicates. But in that we, I think, get into, I guess, a higher understanding the universal communication. Mm. It's like, well, we're here on Earth. I know if. You know, we're earth beings. A tree is an earthling. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Gulf of Mexico, it's we're pretty much the same thing because we're here in the same place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And is there to kind of push the question to in the elemental realm of mm. things? Can you tell if, uh, if water is happy? Um, Does water smile? Oof. 
It wouldn't. How would that not be like even more? Or rather, what the resonant or the line of frequency from water to you Mm. and I that indicates happiness. Well, right away I'm thinking of how water like serves life, and if water is poisoned, then the life it serves usually is poisoned as well. And so I think unhappy water might be water with poison in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, can you have, like, an emotion as water? That is such a good question. Almost. Can water emote? Em- emote? Um, well, water has so many expressions of of emotion very much so water (laughs) would essentially be earth's common denominator so it's so water cannot be poisoned because that chemical actually came from water in this case it's 70 percent water that's so true. it's the it's That's so it, it it's now back to the tree whereas the oh. tree is the smile like it's a tree you know oh, oh, you know so it we get into so that's why I'm saying yeah. that the words and shit what you just said if you couldn't say that yeah you would already known that no just you would you're not you were like yeah right 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 <laughs> and that would have been you know what I mean it would have been right um, <laughs> but then you. You also went through this, um, almost this, hmm, what do you call it? Um, what did Einstein consider? Um, thought experiment. You went through a thought mm. experiment. You even thought about, can mind smile, can the water smile? You know, you even gave yourself thought. Off. Right. Yeah. If there were no words to even think about, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't like, <laughs> right. It's, it, as the tree, like, does a tree have, you know, hmm, I got a voice here in my mouth. I got these tongues. I know I have this voice. Well, then I have like, like this inner voice. And, right. So not saying that it does not, but the process at which we're using sound, it is mind. But there's also an, an inner sound, which is more so the subconscious is where I'm going with this. Yeah. And then, you know, you have that's telepath, telepathy and dog yeah. wagging tail. That's subconscious. Communication. Okay. It's still a voice. We're just not actually projecting the the sound of the inner. Right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so Billy Carson gives like the the lectures and things like that, but he's also a field um, researcher. <clears throat> if there was more a way that he could actually bring the reality in without with more than just words. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If he can like resonate mm. and and mm-hmm. what I'm this talk, what I'm saying is channeling. <laughs> right. <clears throat> if he could use more than just uh just the words, more than PowerPoint, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like more than presentation. But the actual artifact through the inner sound. You would have to receive it through inner sound resonance. And he's even talking about it. Thus the paradox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, you're even talking about what you need to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do it. 
<laughs> you're like, you know, now you're trapped in talking about what you should be actually doing. Yeah. So is the water smiling? It's like, hmm. Like, oh, shut up. The bar- yeah. <laughs> like, don't even think about that. Like, nothing to think about. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you actually have a voice that will carry, carry that. you to thinking. Yeah. Like, hmm, mind? What do you think? Even the heart. The heart would, even the heart has a voice. Or rather, an inner sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or sound resonance. <laughs> However you would like to put it. But he's speaking about quantum. Um, I think that presentation, Billy Carson was, I think it was quantum light something. But it's focusing on light. And at the beginning of the conversation or the beginning of the video, he says that um, with the um, with his light, this light conversation, he's going to, well, he was, he was talking about the Egyptians. I think it kind of started out with like, uh, um, what is his name? Um, Akhenaten. Mm. And he says that he's Moses. And he suggests that <clears throat> a lot of what Moses received and others came from like this, the Ark of the Covenant, which the Ark of the Covenant was um, created um, by way of is a sound resonant tool that creates things from the atomic level. Mm-hmm. That's where he's coming from in the video, which is a brilliant lecture. But nigga, you gotta do that shit. You know what I mean? Like it's really is. You know what I'm saying? So Steve Jobs, you know what I mean? It was he talked. But it was uh, also thing, <laughs> you know what I mean. And you created the computer. Yes, like you can, you can actually do this as a field researcher or as um, twin flame diaspora participants. <laughs> <laughs> twin flame trekkers. <laughs> as twin flame trekkers, uh, he can actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's smart as hell. He's too smart. He starts talking and writing books. Instead of building it, inventing, like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can do it. And you can tell a person or the energy of a doer or manifester, generator, manifester, however you want to put it. <clears throat> By how the, the tone, the sound. <clears throat> he also says he's a research, uh, field researcher, which seems to be pretty true because he has some pretty uh pretty uh <clears throat> um tactile uh understanding of what he's researching mm. you know just by the way he in this case the way he's delivering the message mm-hmm. through, the, through the voice and what he's actually saying the words that he's <clears throat> and how he's noticing the connections on his own blah 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 he would uh, actually be an individual that can synthesize it and kind of manifest these things. <clears throat> Bruce flipped him. He could do it to like actually make that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or get the stuff made. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Steve Jobs. Like get stuff made. Like you know, like do it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? 
it could definitely be a thing if one would almost remove the voice, the outer voice, not the inner voice. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but how I do, but doing the thing then. Right. <clears throat> so the inner voice is uh, to like irate and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's not not using your voice. So back to Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. It's not, not talking or anything. It's saying. What needs to be said <laughs> yeah. the project. Only. It's like I only speak from my heart. Yeah. Okay. This shit sounds crazy. And it, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Diplomacy, like, in other words. <laughs> Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only speak from my heart. Yeah. You met somebody like that? No. Mm. No. They don't, that's what I'm talking about. We don't have heart <clears throat> speakers. Not that people can come from their heart. That's not what I'm talking about mm. a person that can't tap into their mind and only from their heart. They end up being uh, considered maybe autistic, maybe um, uh, schizophrenic. Mm, you know what I mean? That's mm, kind of a interesting one. Schizophrenia, obviously, schizophrenia has a lot to supposedly do with the electrical, the mind in and of itself. But I feel like some schizo could also be heartful, heart led as mm-hmm. well. <clears throat> obviously, t- totally autism <laughs> because they can make music which is a very sound resonant mm-hmm. thing and balance with the heart so autism <clears throat> but we consider them autistic but it's more so oh, i can only speak from my heart yeah <laughs> you know, like i ain't autistic. Right. i ain't i ain't crazy and then i can't i don't this don't work just like that don't work in you all right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sucks to. I'm ha- I have to accept these things too. It's a channel. Oh right. <laughs> you know, right. What I mean? like I have to accept. I'm not speaking like, like I'm better than anybody. This ain't my information. <laughs> this information is coming from somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I have to use my voice to do this instead of being, uh, positioning myself instead to do to it. Do the thing. Instead of talking. Speaking of it, uh, speak is important, but I think we, I don't, I'm not really sure if speak is at the moment, um, the most loving <clears throat> way to communicate for the homo sapien, mm. or the, it's, I don't think speak has the resonance at the moment to be the, the, the love doctor, right? Or the um, compassion bringer or the peacemaker. Or, you know, I don't think it's speak. I think speak has entered a phase or an area where it's like, and we can quote, ironically, paradoxically, toxic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like this toxicity to the vibration of making stuff speak <clears throat> so it's that I can speak then I say well hey put this motherfucker in plastic that no if I couldn't speak I probably if I didn't use speak as much I would probably resonate with something other than putting in 
retarded ass plastic that can't do shit. The water's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, this water is perfect. Put in some poison plastic. I know. It's because I can, it's, I'm using speak. You understand? To get to this. You can tell this is speak. Look at all this shit on this motherfucker. <laughs> this is speak, goddamn it. Like, what's this speak? Right. What a what a shift in consciousness or a shift in perspective, rather. Yeah. And again, that's a good point. Again, though, we'd be much more. Connected. I love speak. Yeah. I think embracing speak, but I also think that uh, speak might be in an area that um, probably needs to take like a break <laughs> and other other ways of utilizing the sound resonance, the sound. Coming from the inner sound, it's probably uh, always will probably be build. So when I think of Earth, when I think of speak, I'm like, well, what is Earth? You know, like, <laughs> what's Earth? How does the planet Earth speak? And I'm personifying it intentionally here as a question: How does it speak? Well, what speaks to you? Yeah, I would still say that it's that um, that like common baseline of how we experience emotion, I guess. At least with animals. But I don't know. Because Earth... I see Earth, and Earth, to me, is the animals on the planet, you know? It is the right. other. Like, it is speak. <laughs> like, how does Earth speak? I am speak. Yeah, we are that right. part of Earth, you know? So there's that. We are Earthlings, as mentioned before. We're Earthlings. Like, so that's the connection with the knowing that the bear is angry or happy, right? Right. We're all earthlings, so we have this connection, of course. But again, the question is a we rhetorical are one. We talking to ourselves. Yes! <laughs> that's why we don't have to use words here. Right. That's the point that I'm trying to... That's a great summary. We're talking to ourselves. That's what he just said. Yes! <laughs> and paradoxically, he has, he's doing it. He's having to... Do it! That's the trap that I mentioned. It's like a trap. It's like, dude, don't speak. Just keep doing it. It's, but that's in a society or a civilization as a homo sapien where speak has become a tool of, too much of a reliable tool of creation. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be tough for him to not speak on why we should be speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation there. Because <laughs> okay. that's the irony is me speaking. Yeah. <laughs> About not speaking. <laughs> and him too. <laughs> so what do you want to call that podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the irony of speaking. <laughs> and they mm. Are still doing like you said but they're still they're like actually talking too and so the sound right 
So yeah, they're so communicating that that constantly. But they're connected in such an integral way to their surroundings. Oh, that's weird. I'm, and I that's agree. why I was saying, like, I wonder if how do we get to a like place where so I don't know. I feel like you. I feel like it would. I think that's the, to um, the inverse of almost not inverse, but kind of a more embrace of what I'm saying. It sounds. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, dolphins communicate with a sound. There's a sound that's constantly happening, thus the connection. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's probably a sound that they embrace, thus harmony. Right. It's tone. It's more tonal. Yeah. I mean, you know, okay. we've had that discussion about, like, mm. more, if it's, I don't know if you would call it higher, maybe dimensional being more tonal because it's less about describing the thing that you're talking about and more about um, feel that we're feeling we know we're connected Mm -hmm. and this is a sound that is being like that comes out you know like during sex like there's just like sounds that come out or don't you know Um, because that's like a form of presence I think that Animals it's, have, for example, yes. with their language, you know, they're yes. so an animal like, is not wearing clothes. Or, ha, ha, ha. Laughter yeah. yes. is a good, is a good one. Does an animal laugh? Mm-hmm. Animals laugh. Yeah. I think that I mean I definitely see animals play and have fun. Especially like chimps. Is and it? Monkeys. Is it? So a dog. How does a Dogs. dog? That's they a laugh. Huge, yeah, they have like a certain. Um, I feel like it's like a wag of a tail. And a wag of a tail. You know, like this. But you can see the smile. I was was personifying, but I like what you're doing, though, by just being like, what is the sign of happiness for a dog? Right, yeah. Smile. Definitely a wag of a tail. Yeah, I would think a wag wag of a tail. tail. So, okay. So a dog um, expressing itself... um, this is nonverbal at this point, which I guess the scientific state of sound does prove that maybe a wag of a tail does have an actual sound. Maybe we can't we can't hear it, but the dog could probably hear another dog's tail wag. Probably, yeah, it probably gives point. off a sound, right? Um, so that would then be the embrace of the, and to almost measure, I guess, to kind of get into, I guess, a deeper, the deeper aspect of sound, and if sound truly has an impact, and it has to, because sound is the creation. So yeah, the sound is the actual creation. It's movement. Yeah, it's the it's, it's vibration. So it is, but that's so I'm suggesting, which I didn't say, I'm suggesting that the sound of the, of speak, the sound of speak, speaking any language. Verbal. Is, uh, like well, words. Speak. Words. Yeah. Words. Yes. yes. Not. Speak. Not. Uh, not laughter. Uh, and sobbing. Yeah. Things like this. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, yes. Um, but words. I agree. That would be like yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think that I guess that's narrowing totally it down. Agree. 
that, that's almost striking mm-hmm. it right at what the core of what I'm suggesting and that the the sound of words the spells are, are a huge distraction they're an illusion it's an illusion yeah. to actually doing what but your mind one is one that we've created so, so there is an inner voice though so there is an inner sound there's an inner sound you know what I mean that I guess you would compare it to or paraphrase it it's synonymous to an inner voice but it can be an inner voice it can be an inner um, tune it can be an inner which it doesn't have to include a voice because you're now making beats in your head like that's not a that's not a that's not a word you know. try texting it'll be tough <laughs> Record. Right. Try So it's an inner tune, an inner tone, an inner sound overall. So the inner sound, which I would say is is the mind. The inner sound is the mind. But see, I'm having in this conversation, I have to use my. I. Well, in this experience, like take conversation out. In this experience. I am forced to, not forced, but I acquiesce to words and, and quote-unquote conversation. Yeah. To convey exactly what, I, what, I, what my, my inner sound is You suggesting. are using sound, actually, in your like delivery and mm. the way you're spacing the words. That's all part of communication, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that is actually, like, a very important part of communication, you know? It's not just about, like, the words that were said. It's about, like, the way in which they were said, you know? Um, and that's a lot of what's, like, being communicated as well. And so I think there is this, like, confusion or conflation, maybe, of, of humans of those two things of like the words and the sound because before the words we had the sound have you seen rampage no i haven't uh it's uh a movie and there's this like giant gorilla and he communicates he's showing how like um i think i don't know if i know chimps can communicate incredibly well like through sign language mm. and they when they're speaking, they use their body and they use their like grunts and they like have, you can definitely see their laughter, but it's not, we have voice, like, you know, and like. Rhythmic sound. Yeah. And because of That's that, sp- we can make yeah, music. Rhythmic, rhythmic sound. Um, and we can tell just by the tone of the music, if it's happy, if it's sad, exciting if it's a child's song you know like if it's a country music song Mm. all these different things you know that like animals i don't think um vibrate with or resonate yeah they have sound sacred sound resignation would be something interesting to think about stuff but uh But yeah, the way that we defined the first word that came out and said 
I am probably or something, you know, it was like... Like, huh? Oh, like the Planet of the Apes movie as well, when oh. the ape speaks, and I don't know who... Yeah, Probably the protagonist, right. and he's like, whoa, the doctor, he's like, I knew you was about yeah. to get to this, but whoa, you know, the actual experience, which is what I'm suggesting, so... It's the sound that, in the movie, it would be the, the actual sound at that point because the word, we already know I am, but to hear it from an ape. And we have to come up with words for those sounds, like, right. fuck, or cool. Right, we're coming up with <laughs> like, For that, sound instead message. of, like, the, we don't, need, we don't remember mm. the sound anymore for that. Mm. Like, we don't remember the sound for... That's fucking badass. Now it's like the words with the sound in there. Do we remember it though? Does it stick to our? Without the like well, I mean, good like point. A subconscious Maybe I mean tune without the without the words. And though. then starts to or continues to then shape that inner sound. Yeah. I, so I, like, are we? Are we actually? capable of hearing what the wag of a tail on a dog we probably are capable of hearing it right or is it an inner sound resonance from the subconscious that allows you to identify that that something happy mm. that's something that associates with happiness right <clears throat> so i think that yeah we can't hear the dog Wagging his tail, but it looks, based on the experience, it seems like it would be a, a happy moment for us. And so we must oh, then, like throughout exist, if that, if you can find it between one other animal, hmm. then why wouldn't it be universal, so to speak? That like, you have sign. basically that everything, exp- like that, Life experiences these, um, well, we've anthropomorphized it as, like, happy. Mm. But, like, that vibration of happy is something that, like, life experiences. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's magical, what you're saying. Yeah. And for that matter, like, anger or tragedy or sadness or um, fear, even. And it's just, like... And love, and I guess that would be magic. Yeah, the magic. <laughs> you know, that would be. That would be. No, can continue. I'm sorry. No, I just, I just feel like, if that's the case, then we do actually communicate with everything. We may not be able to stand in front of it and have a conversation like you and I can, but like we do, like know if that bear is angry you know and like angry or we know or, or yeah 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 happy. or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? totally, yeah. and yeah. we would only know that because of our own knowing of what that feels like for us probably the so connection how, it's probably the connection so you don't have to know what how like a dolphin a tree is, is saying happy? to know that what they're saying you know, is what I'm saying. A tree, I think you would see as, like, healthy. I think happy does have to do with, you know, your state of health. Mm-hmm. 
and like your ability to feel present. I think trees are fairly like, maybe it's a vibration, you know, maybe it's something that can't be necessary. That's what I'm saying is like, you can feel it. You have to go up to it and like hold it. Yes, that's what I'm suggesting about words in that maybe what a tree is saying without even saying it just through existence, through vibration. Because a tree does have a sound that we can hear and understand if it crashes. But without actually using words, uh, words or a language. Essentially, just actually being. It's like a tree is a being right. of happiness mm-hmm. because it it's pretty rooted. You know what I mean. So it's some trees. Can you see a tree smile? Not carved in. No, but I think that there's a way. But does a tree smile? Mm, I think this goes back to your what you were saying about like a tree is a smile. Yeah, like not translating directly to the same anthropomorphic <laughs> lips on a tree, but uh, but the expression of happiness. And so, yeah, if you're saying a tree oh, happiness and it trees a smile, mm. there's a reason that people hug trees. Mm. I actually been wanting to hug trees. Do you know of any? Oh, yeah, we can. We're definitely going. To, I'm taking you a walk because I need to show you like this foliage that's like. Uh, foliage that's like the trees on the where there's the elementary school that i went to scenic hills elementary up there the hill the the tree line is beautiful Mm. it's like incredibly beautiful and colorful so yeah we're gonna go for sure very good call a tree is a smile and it probably is always a smile. <laughs> burning it probably is. Right. Right. Um, does it say? You know, and I guess that's the anthropomorphic or the personification of the way things communicate. Uh, because we are homo sapiens, a tree isn't really necessarily in the mammal kingdom. Or, but it communicates. But in that we, I think, get into, I guess, a higher understanding the universal communication Mm. it's like well we're here on earth i know if you know we're earth beings a tree is an earthling you understand what i'm saying (laughs) you know what i mean um the pacific ocean the atlantic ocean the gulf of mexico it's we're pretty much the same thing because we're here in the same place (laughs) you know what i'm saying and is there to kind of push the question to in the elemental realm of mm. things. Can you tell if uh, if water's happy? Um, Does water smile? Oof. It wouldn't. How would that not be like even more? Or boring? rather, what the resonant or the line of frequency from water to you mm. and I that indicates... Happiness. Well, right away I'm thinking of how water like serves life, and if water is poisoned, then the life it serves usually is poisoned as well. 
Mm. And so I think unhappy water might be water with poison in it. Mm. Mm. Um, but, you know, can you have, like, an emotion as water? That is such a good question. Almost. Can water emote? Em- emote? Um, well, water has so many expressions of of emotion. Very much so. Water <laughs> would essentially be Earth's common denominator. So it's so water cannot be poisoned because that chemical actually came from water in this case. You know, it's seventy percent water. That's so true. it's the it's That's so it, it it's now back to the tree whereas the oh. tree is the smile it's like it's a tree you know, oh, oh, you know, so it we get into so that's why I'm saying yeah. that the words and shit. What you just said, if you couldn't say that, yeah, you would already known that. No, just you would not. You were like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and that would have been, you know what I mean? It would have been, right. Um, <laughs> but then you you also went through this um, almost this hmm, what do you call it? Um, what did Einstein consider um, thought experiment? You went through a thought mm. experiment. You even thought about can mind smile? Can the water smile? You know, you even gave yourself it took thought. It off. Right. Yeah. If there were no words to even think about, you didn't even you didn't like. <laughs> right. It's it as the tree. It's like does a tree have? You know, hmm, I got a voice here in my mouth. I got these tongues. I know I have this voice. Well, then I have like this like inner voice. And, right. So not saying that it does not, but the process at which we're using sound, it is mind. But there's also an, an inner sound, which is more so the subconscious is where I'm going with this. Yeah. And then you know you have that's telepath telepathy and dog yeah. wagging tail. That's subconscious communication. Okay. It's still a voice. We're just not actually projecting the the sound of the inner. Right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so Billy Carson gives like the the lectures and things like that, but he's also a field um, researcher. <clears throat> if there was more a way that he could actually bring the reality in without. With more than just words, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If he can like resonate, mm. and and mm-hmm. what I'm, this talk, what I'm saying is channeling, <laughs> right? <clears throat> if he could use more than just uh just the words, more than PowerPoint, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> like more than presentation, but the actual artifact through. The inner sound. You would have to receive it through inner sound resonance. And he's even talking about it. Thus the paradox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like you're even talking about what you need to be doing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> do it. <laughs> you're like, you know, now you're trapped in talking about what you should be actually doing. Yeah. So is the water smiling? It's like, hmm. Like, oh, shut up. The bar- yeah. <laughs> like, don't even think about that. Like, nothing to think about. <laughs> It's because you actually have a voice that will carry, carry that. you to thinking. Yeah. Like, hmm, mind? What do you think? Even the heart. The heart would, even the heart has a voice. Or rather an inner sound. 
or or sound resonance, <laughs> however you would like to put it. But he's speaking about quantum. Um, I think that presentation Billy Carson was. I think it was quantum light something, but is focusing on light. And at the beginning of the conversation or the beginning of the video, he says that um, with the um, with his light, this light conversation, he's going to. Well, he was he was talking about the Egyptians. I think it kind of started out with like, uh, um, what's his name, um, Akhenaten, mm. and he says that he's Moses, and he suggests that. <clears throat> a lot of what Moses received and others came from like this, the Ark of the Covenant, which the Ark of the Covenant was um, created um, by way of, is a sound resonant tool that creates things from the atomic level. Mm -hmm. That's where he's coming from in this video, which is a brilliant lecture, but nigga, you got to do that shit. You know what I mean? Like it's really, <laughs> it's, da -da -da -da. You know what I'm saying? So Steve Jobs, blah, 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 you know what I mean? It was, he taught, but it was uh, also thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he created the computer. Yes. Like you can, you can actually do this as a field researcher or as um, Twin Flame Diaspora participants. <laughs> <laughs> Twin flame trekkers, <laughs> as twin flame trekkers, uh, he can actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's smart as hell. He's too smart. He starts talking and writing books instead of building it, inventing, like do it. Yeah. <laughs> like you can do it, and you can tell a person or the energy of a doer or a manifester. Generator manifester, however you want to put, <clears throat> but I have the the tone, the sound. <clears throat> he also says he's a research uh, field researcher, which seems to be pretty true because he has some pretty uh pretty uh <clears throat> um tactile uh understanding of what he's researching. Mm. You know, just by the way he. In this case, the way he's delivering the message through, mm -hmm. the, through the voice and what he's actually saying, the words that he's using, <clears throat> and how he's noticing the connections on his own, blah, blah, blah. He would all, all actually be an individual that could synthesize it and kind of manifest it, these things. <clears throat> Bruce flipped him. He could do it to, like, actually make that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or get the stuff made. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Steve Jobs. Like, get stuff made. Like, you know, like, do it. God damn it. <laughs> Is that a thing? <clears throat> it could definitely be a thing if one would almost remove the voice. The outer voice. Not the inner voice. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but how I do, but doing the thing then... Right. <clears throat> so the inner voice is uh, like irate and shit. Mm -hmm. So it's not not using your voice. So back to Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. it's not not talking anything. It's saying 
Excellent. Needs to be said <laughs> yeah. for the project. Only. <laughs> it's like, I only speak from my heart. Yeah. Okay. This shit sounds crazy. And it, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Diplomacy, like, in other words. <laughs> down with diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> I only speak from my heart. Yeah. You met somebody like that? No. Mm. No. They don't, that's what I'm talking about. We don't have heart <clears throat> speakers. Not that people can come from their heart. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm. about a person that can't tap into their mind and only from their heart. They end up being uh, considered maybe autistic, maybe um, uh, schizophrenic. Mm, you know what I mean? That's mm, kind of a interesting one. Schizophrenia, obviously, schizophrenia has a lot to supposedly do with the electrical, the mind in and of itself. But I feel like some schizo could also be heartful, heart led as mm-hmm. well. <clears throat> obviously, t- totally autism <laughs> because they can make. Music, which is a very sound resonant mm-hmm. thing and balance with the heart. So, autism. <clears throat> but we consider them autistic. But it's more so, oh, I can only speak from my heart. Yeah. I ain't crazy. And then I can't, I don't, this don't work. Just like that don't work in you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can <laughs> I know it sucks to. I'm ha- I have to accept these things too. It's a channel. Oh, right, <laughs> you know, what right. I mean? like I have to accept. I'm not speaking like, like I'm better than anybody. This ain't my information. <laughs> this information is coming from somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I have to use my voice to do this instead of being, uh, positioning myself instead to do to it. Do the thing. Instead of talking. Speaking of it, uh, speak is important, but I think we, I don't, I'm not really sure if speak is at the moment, um, the most loving way to communicate for the homo sapien Mm. or the, it's, I don't think speak has the resonance at the moment to be the, the, the love doctor, right? Or the um, compassion bringer or the peacemaker. Or, you know, I don't think it's speak. I think speak has entered a phase or an area where it's like, and we can quote, ironically, paradoxically, toxic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like this toxicity to the vibration of making stuff speak. <clears throat> so it's that I can speak, then I say, well, hey, put this motherfucking plastic. That no? If I couldn't speak, I probably, if I didn't use speak as much, I would probably resonate with something other than putting in retarded-ass plastic that can't do shit. The water's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, this water is perfect. Put in some poison plastic. I know. It's because I can, it's, I'm using speak, you understand, to get to this. You can tell this is speak. Look at all this shit on this mother. I know, I was just <laughs> this is speak, goddammit. Like, what's this speak? Right. What a, what a shift in consciousness or a shift in perspective, rather. Yeah. And again. That's a good point. Again, though, feel, we'd be much more connected. I love speak. Yeah. I think embracing speak, but I also 
think that the speak might be in an area that um, probably needs to take like a break <laughs> and other other ways of utilizing the sound resonance the sound coming from the inner sound it's probably uh, always will probably be build so when I think of earth when I think of speak I'm like what is earth you know like <laughs> what's earth how does the planet earth speak and I'm personifying it intentionally here as a question how does it speak well what speaks to you through earth Yeah, I would still say that it's that, um, that, like, common baseline of how we experience emotion, I guess. At least with animals. But I don't know. Because Earth, I see Earth, and Earth, to me, is the animals on the planet, you know? It is the... Right, like it is speak. <laughs> like, how does Earth speak? I am speak. Yeah, we are that. Right. Part of Earth, you know. So there's that. We are Earthlings, as mentioned before. We're Earthlings. Like, so that's the connection with the knowing that the bear is angry or happy. Right. Right. We're all Earthlings, so we have this connection, of course. But again, the question is a rhetorical one. We are actually talking to ourselves. Yes! (laughs) That's why we don't have to use words here. That's the point that I'm trying to... That's a great summary. We're talking to ourselves. That's what he just said. Yes! (laughs) And paradoxically, he's doing it. He's having to... Do it! That's the trap that I mentioned. It's like a trap. It's like, dude, don't speak. Just keep doing it. It's but that's in a society or a civilization as a homo sapien where speak has become a tool of uh, too much of a reliable tool of creation. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be tough for him to not speak on why we should be speaking. Because that's the irony is me speaking (laughs) about not speaking. (laughs) And him too. (laughs) What do you want to call that podcast? (laughs) (laughs) The irony of speaking? (laughs) 